Hello, my name is Sanji and welcome to the Nick and Sanji podcast where we share our tips and tricks on how to grow a YouTube channel as we ourselves go on that journey. So welcome Nick, episode 3, we made it to yep. episode 3. I think we need to get to episode 10 and then we'll be in the top 1% of YouTubers. Oh, yeah. sorry, in podcasters. <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to go through three tips on how to get monetized because let's be honest, when you start a YouTube channel, this is probably one of the main reasons on why you want to grow it and you want it to basically go into leaps and bounds. So we're both monetized and here are a couple of our tips and tricks on how to get monetized on this. So currently, well, when I was running the channel or when I started my channel, it was 1,000 subscribers and 2,500 hours of watch time. Uh, I'm not sure if that is still the case when you, the listener, listen to it, but it will probably be something along those lines of subscriber count and watch time that they'll want. And for me, uh, the key thing I said was you're essentially trying to get as many, uh, as much watch time as possible. Because yep. the subscriber count, I think, obviously comes pretty easily over time, but getting the watch time is the challenge. Yep. And I guess YouTube is trying to find people who will who are doing legitimate business on YouTube. Mm. And my key tip for this was you need to try and do videos that are essentially tutorials. Mm. And the reason for this is twofold. Firstly, when you're starting out on YouTube, people don't really know who you are. So it's hard for them to have trust in terms of you because they don't, they might not necessarily be interested in your journey or even interested in your personality. That's mm. kind of true that they're not too fast. But what they want to know is probably, can you help me solve a problem? Yeah, yeah. And that's where the tutorial is super handy, where you can come across as someone who says, hey, here's how to use this particular app, this particular website. And you go very basic step-by-step, step, go through each of the key steps, because often people will do a tutorial, but they'll skip steps. I think it's super handy if you actually just go into even the detail and go through all the key steps involved. Yep. And that helps in two ways. Number one, it helps you with retention yep. and also helps you with video duration. Yeah. Because if people will watch a long video following you go through the whole process, that's super handy for watch time. Yep. YouTube notices that and also will help promote your video because YouTube wants you to watch. YouTube wants people to stay on their platform for as long as possible. Yep. So they see videos being watched for a long period of time. They love that. 100%. So that was my main one was actually just put out a tutorial because no one needs to trust you. They just need to know how to use that app or website and they will follow you all the way to the end. And then over time, as you do more tutorials on topics, they'll gain trust and then you can start to talk about other things. Yeah. And I think the other thing, the big thing about tutorials that's really great is that they're often searchable because people are searching for things, um, you know, how to do things. And, um, uh, that's one of the I found that was one of the easiest ways to get views and subscribers, especially mm. in the early days. But still, I mean, still to to do this day, to an extent. But I think especially in the early days, making content that was searchable, yeah, um, that's that was the best way to get discovered. Because I think when you think about making something like a vlog, for example, mm-hmm. it's more presenting you as a person and as a personality. Whereas if people don't already know you, then they're not necessarily going to be searching. You know, like vlogs of Nick Kendall. Yes. <laughs> no one's yes. searching that because I don't know who I am. Whereas when you get bigger, obviously, I think channels, that's why channels, I think, move more towards vlogging, you know, like Maddie or whatever. Yeah. 
um, because people know them and so they're following along the journey with that person. But when you're just getting started, um, people are just looking for content that's useful to them. Mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing I was going to say on um, tutorials is that it's an easy way to give people value. Yeah. I think like um, there's all sorts of different ways of giving value to people. Um, but it's like such a straightforward, easy way to give people value. And that's like the whole challenge, I think, of of YouTube is how can you provide value to people because otherwise, why are they going to watch you? Um, and like, again, with maybe vlogs, there's a lot of value in terms of entertainment, I think. Yeah, yeah. But um, that takes longer to develop as a skill. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, tutorials... It's straightforward. It is guaranteed value because it's helping someone practically do something um, and people are always going to want to watch that. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. And people don't worry as well if you've only got 10 subscribers and you're describing how to yeah. do something. Yeah. Uh, like I've watched various videos on people explaining something that had less than like 100 subscribers, yep. but they showed me exactly how to do the problem, exactly. solve the problem, exactly. and I appreciated that. Yep, definitely. What about you, Nick? What are some of your thoughts on how to get monetized as quickly as possible? Um, I think um, one of the first things I was thinking about on this topic was, and I feel I feel like this is kind of controversial. I've heard different opinions on this mm-hmm. subject, so um, yeah, for free, let me know your what your opinion is. But um, quality, quantity over quality, mm. because I think quantity leads to quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other part of it for me, I think is my experience is a lot of my videos get small amount of views consistently. Um, not heaps of my videos get like a lot of views in a short amount of time. So like the more videos I have out there, um, the more opportunity that there is for people to watch my content. Um, so if you've got like 10 videos out there getting 10 views a day, for example, um, versus one video out there that's getting 50 views you're still getting more with the quantity um, and so like we talked about it last episode getting the first 100 videos out mm. um, so you can start getting to more quality content i think um, just having more opportunities for people to discover your channel to discover your content and then in turn watch your content become a subscriber and ramp up your watch hours um when i it was it was interesting hearing that you said it was i think 2000 watch hours 2000 mm, watch hours because mm. when i did it it was 4000 so mm. i'm not sure what it is now um but yeah it's obviously increasing and the other tricky thing about that is that it's across 12 months it, yeah. it was when yeah. i was doing it yeah so you have to make sure you're getting that amount of views across 12 months i know people who've got channels with more than a thousand subscribers but because they haven't put out um, enough quantity of videos. Yes, they don't have the watch time because there's not enough opportunities for people to watch their stuff. Even if you're, yeah. even if you have like a couple of videos that have gotten ten thousand views, you know, if you multiply however many minutes across that, those two videos, yeah, it still might not add up um, to the four thousand watch hours that you need. So yeah, that's why I think um, quantity is a big thing. Like, yeah, especially in the early days. The second one was just focusing on the process mm. rather than the goal of monetization. I think I think um, for me early on, I was so focused on becoming monetized mm-hmm. that I think in part it was a bit overwhelming. Like it's like, oh man, I've still got so much 
watch time to build up that it becomes discouraging, you know, yep. I'm constantly yep. thinking about how many more hours I've got to go. Um, whereas I found when I shifted gears a bit and, and just focused on the process and enjoying the process, it became less kind of work mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it became more enjoyable and became easier yeah. to consistently publish stuff. Um, what, yeah, what's your, what's your experience on that? I, yeah, I agree. I remember because YouTube makes it very easy to monitor it as well. So yeah. you're constantly going onto that website <laughs> yep. in the monetization tab and seeing the 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 two indicators sort of going across the line and, and you try to calculate, okay, at the current rate, yep. how many more days will it get? Will I get there within the year? All of that stuff. Yep. But I, I agree around uh, the the quantity and just putting it out there because you, you, it becomes basic maths after a while is if you need to get a certain amount of hours, mm. you either make lots of short videos or lots of long videos or yep. whatever it is, and you've got this opportunity when you're small to just pump out videos across yep. the board yep. and and figure out what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, to get monetized because that is – and because also once you're monetized, I think YouTube even is keen to promote mm. you even more mm. because they can now start making money on your videos yep. as well. Yep. So it helps a lot. So yeah, it does help to have that as a as a goal. But like you said, you got to enjoy the journey. Otherwise, you'll get burnt out and yeah. get monetized, and then you'll be like, "What next?" <laughs> yeah, I mean that kind of like ties in with my other point as well, um, which is kind of just I think clarifying why you're making YouTube videos, um, and then reminding yourself of why you're making them. Because hmm. I think. Especially if you're, you know, your goal is to get rich quick or to, mm, <laughs> to make mm. a lot of money in a short amount of time, yeah. then you're definitely going to get super discouraged early on. Because I think I was going to ask you actually, like, how long did it take you to get monetized? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I saw the prompt. Um, so I started in 2018, mid 2018, but I don't think I got monetized until early 2021. Yeah, wow. So was that? three years yeah that's three years yep. two but 2018 i only did five six videos 2019 i didn't do any videos yep. and then 2020 i probably did i should know this off by heart but probably like 15 20 videos right. and it was that last set of the 15 20 and 2020 that helped me get monetized in early 2021 gotcha mm. which makes sense in terms of what we were talking about before like the, the first three or so videos mm. you had up for two years yeah couldn't get you there but then when you had more quantity um i think for me i think it took a bit over a year i think yeah okay and that was that was publishing videos fairly regularly like i yep. was aiming for one a week i think i think there were stints where i had maybe um uh once a fortnight but i think the amount of videos. I think I might have had maybe forty, okay, or so videos up by that point. So again, like that's that's quite a lot of videos when I think about it. Yeah, videos. maybe maybe thirty. Um, but to make thirty videos, that's quite a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And yeah. so I think, um, especially in my maybe in the first fifteen twenty videos, where I was more thinking, oh, this could be a good money making opportunity. I was like, hang on a second, <laughs> I'm spending. You know, 15 hours a week and yep. getting $0 in return. Um, this is not the most lucrative opportunity. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, 
uh, that's when I shifted, I think, to looking at it more as like a, a learning opportunity, a growth mm-hmm. opportunity, um, focusing more on the process and enjoying the process and then just trusting that the goal of monetization will come, mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, I think, yeah, I think that makes sense in general as well, even for bigger channels, the, the more, you know, you're focused on enjoying the enjoying what you're doing yeah. that comes through as well yeah. um, for viewers, you know, like people are more engaged if, if they know and they can see the obviously interested and passionate about what you're talking about rather than, you know, just making YouTube videos to, to try and make some money. I think it's important that people do, because I remember reading the stats around monetization when I started and seeing people throw out crazy numbers, like it does take 50 videos and this and that and thinking, that's too many, but it is so true. It yeah. does take that long yeah. because really maybe 10 of your videos will actually carry you through. Mm. The other 30, 40 videos will do not do that much to help you get monetized, yep. but you need to do 50 videos to find that 10 that will give you the watch time, will give you the subscribers, yep. gives you that momentum. Yep. So it goes back to what we were also talking about in episode two, which is around, yeah, you just got to pump stuff out yeah, yeah. and be okay with it. And I agree with your quantity over quality. I think there has been a study on this around, not necessarily a study, but a couple of university professors have tested this out where they said to people either make, I think, I forgot what the exact project was. We'll make sure we leave a link in our show notes when we do show notes. (laughs) (laughs) But it was essentially saying that there's two groups of people. One group was told to just keep pumping out uh, content and output and the other group was told to only do high quality stuff and it was the group that Mm. was told to do consistently pump something out actually create a better quality work than the group that was only told to make perfect stuff so i think i heard about that recently actually yeah so the key thing around youtube or any kind of internet content creation is just get it out there hit record just do it yep have a bias to action and then over time you'll learn and yeah optimize for that yeah 100 percent all right, well, there we go. So on to recent channel learnings. This is where we talk a bit about some things that we've picked up from our own channels specifically and wanting to share that with you as you're going on your journey to grow your YouTube channel. So Nick, what's your recent one? Looks like it's on something around hooks. Yeah, um, yeah, just the, the power of hooks. Um, again, I think that's something I've been thinking about more over the last six months or so. I think previously I, I was aware of it, but not mm. not paying as much attention to it as I probably should have. Um, and when I say hooks, I just mean the first, really probably the first five to ten seconds of the video mm-hmm. uh, through to maybe the first 20. Because mm-hmm. um, I find, based on the analytics of my own videos, if people aren't sticking around for the first 20 seconds, they just they'll drop off. Yeah. Um, so... Recently, I made a, a tutorial video, which was just a quick, um, it was quite, again, quite simple to make. Um, and it was good because it you know, gave straightforward value. Um, but it was a tutorial on how to make hyperlapse videos with the Insta360 X3. Oh, yeah. And um, right at the very beginning, I had a quick, probably maybe, maybe eight seconds, maybe a bit less, six seconds um, of actual hyperlapse footage. And it was, you know, I might have made it quick and dynamic and with some like pumping music. And it's gone to my top five um, fantastic best intros based on my, on my data. And I think it is just because 
Um, there's probably two parts. One is now I think about it. One is the fact that you're giving people what they what they clicked on straight away. Yeah, yeah. So like it's a hyperlapse tutorial. Okay, here's some hyperlapses. Okay, I'm, I'm you know he he obviously is, knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm and this is this what out, I wanted. But, yeah, this is yeah. what I clicked on, uh, and I'm seeing it straight away. Yeah, and then I think the other thing is just that it's it's it was dynamic. You mm -hmm. know, like it was quick, fast shots. Um, interesting, hopefully interesting <laughs> subjects. Mm. Um. As opposed to, typically, I'll intro just with myself. Talking head. Talking yeah. to the camera, which yeah. is definitely not as engaging. And I, again, I've looked at my um, analytics and I've found that a common theme in my better intros is having B-roll. Yeah, okay. Like within the first two seconds even. Yeah. Like I might start with like a couple of words from myself so that people know that I'm there. But even then, I don't think that's necessary. Like... I've got the voiceover in the background, but cutting straight to something that's relevant to the topic you're talking about and um, and making it more dynamic, you know, because I think talking heads are very common a format of video and so people are used to seeing it um, and they also want to immediately see what value you're going to give them because yeah. you, you, you can't see the value <laughs> that a person is going to give just by looking at them, you yes. know what I mean? Yes, Um So, yeah. Yeah, what's your experience been with hooks and, and that kind of thing, intros? It's it's very relevant. I like how we, we sort of prepare these separately. We do see each other's, but I put mine in as short, sharp intros. Uh, right, okay. I think it's basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll speak about it from a talking head point of view because we do mm. – this is good because we have different types of channels. Yeah, yeah. For personal finance and investing, I've found, as like you said, you say what the video is going to be about. Yep. And you make it very clear and you get straight into it is what my takeaway has been. So I have now tried to do it within the first 30 seconds. Right. I say to someone, in this video, I'm going to talk about this. So let's get into it. Yep. And sometimes my interest is too short, but I have seen in the comments where people will say, really appreciate how you just get straight to the point. Yeah, right, right. And I do think in a talking head video around personal finance and investing, no one really cares about you. Yeah, <laughs> sort of like tech tech stuff. Where yep. they're just like, yeah, just tell me, yep. tell me what I need to know. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that, but I do think I'm very informative in sort of saying this is exactly what I want to talk about. What I could do differently is actually also say this is what I'm going to talk about, and this is how it's going to be valuable to you. Yeah. Or this is how it's going to fix your problem. Yeah. Because I think I make the assumption in my videos that if you've clicked on it, you know how my video is going to help you solve your problem. Yep. But maybe for some people, I need to help make that link for yeah, them yeah, as yeah. well in the first 30 seconds. Yep. So a lot of my videos are very straightforward. So it's here's a tutorial on how to do this, or these are two useful ETFs. Mm. And maybe I could put a little bit more around why I think they're important. Yep. But... At the same time, if you've clicked on the video, you probably know what to expect. Yep. So that's my learning has been something I do well currently is give short, sharp intros and get straight into the video. Yep. What I could do better is show people how the video is going to be valuable to you mm. in the moment. Yep. That's, that's something um, I've noticed as well. And even I did a little bit of research into some of Ali Abdul's videos Um and went through, I think, some of his more recent stuff. And 
compared the more popular videos to the less popular videos. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things I noticed, I noticed a bit of a pattern in terms of the intros, where in the less popular videos, same sort of thing, he didn't go straight to the topic that the title promised. Mm. He talked about something else. Um, whereas in the ones that were more popular, he went straight to the topic. And then um, I've noticed it with other YouTubers as well, other popular YouTubers, where um, they'll go straight to the topic. So they'll mention the topic and then they'll outline to the viewer mm. really quickly how they're going to provide that, uh, like deliver on the title, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think one thing I've seen Ali do is like, um, he'll say, today we're going to talk about this and then he'll have on the bottom pop up kind of like compartments of the video. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So that people can see, okay, so he's going to talk about this, he's going to talk, talk about this, he's going to talk about this. Okay, I can see how I'd get value from that. Yeah. And even I was thinking about how I felt while I was watching it and I realized it makes me feel like I've got um, more faith in who yes. I'm watching because, okay, they actually do know what they're talking about. They're, yeah. Because they're organized for a start, yeah. I think. And yeah, they've thought about what they're going to say and how they're going to deliver it. So they've they've probably got something value, valuable to say. Whereas I think I've found, even for my videos, I think when I might say the topic of the video and get straight to that, but then I might ramble a bit or mm. um, not outline how I'm going to explain it. I think people are like, oh, okay, does this guy really know what he's talking about? Yeah. Is he really going to give me the value I want? Um and if they're looking for something specific as well, you know, if that, they don't know if that's going to be in the video, are they going to watch through the entire video just to find out? You know, yep. whereas if you tell them up front, this is what's in the video, this is how I'm going to deliver it. I think, um, yeah, that seems to seems to make your videos um, retention better, so yep. people stick around and watch the whole thing. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I think especially in your ones. When you show this is what the final product will be, because yeah. you're saying you'll yeah. go from not knowing to having being able to do this, yeah. that's very powerful for them. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, that that's three things, three things plus. There's quite a few things we went through in order to get monetized. Yep. And kind of just our experience and journey um, in the lead up to getting monetized. So hopefully, that provided some value to anybody watching. Um, where can they find yourself, Sanji? Absolutely. So you can find me on YouTube, Sanji Sen, and also my website, sanjisen.com. And Nick? I am on Instagram at nickkendall underscore, and then on YouTube, just search up Nick Kendall. That's the title of my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, that's it for today. We'll see you in the next episode of Nick and Sanji very soon.